What about you? Yeah. What are you? Uh, what platform are you rocking these days? I know you're you're a bit of an upgrade queen yourself. You're loving you love those upgrades. Oh, I do, I do, I do. Uh, uh, well, I'm I'm here to make the bold proclamation uh, today. I will be upgrading to an iPhone. <gasps> what the heck? You're making this? So this you used to be an Androider. Yep. And you're going back. You're going back to the Apple. I've never, I've never been to Apple, so this will be the first. You've time. never been. Yeah, no, never, ever. First <laughs> I was just, Apple. I was just like, what should I do? Should I stick with Android? Should I go to iPhone? And you know what? The once they swapped over to USB C, I was like, there's no other reason for me than not to anymore. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Getting a headache. Getting a headache. Did I just say I was switching over to Apple? Yeah. John, go fuck yourself. You're never switching over to Apple. Android oh, no. for life. <laughs> I was punked. You punked me. You tricked me good. Oh, my God. Yeah. You just impractical jokered me. That's right. You can call me Jay. Just like my hero sure. Q. <laughs> You've been impractical joked. I don't know if I'd be saying that if I were you. I don't know if you wanted me going around telling your people your hero's Q. I think you might follow with the wrong crowd. Oh, why? Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh! Well, uh, one of two camps are yeah, either well, like conspiracy theorists or somebody who loves Star Trek. Hey, Star Trek saga, saga. Now everybody get your cling on. Talking about Star Trek, having so much fun. Hey, hosted by Forrest and John. This is Star Trek saga, saga. So if you ready, hop inside the Enterprise. Jake, go, let's go, going on a ride. Live long and prosper. Yeah, that's right. This is Star Trek Saga Saga. Come on. Star Trek Saga Saga. Hello, friends. And that's right. You heard the theme song. Welcome to another Away Mission on our hit new miniseries Star Trek Saga. We spun the almighty Season 2 Wheel of Destiny. And the fates have chosen Season 2, Episode 13, Dawn, as the topic of today's show. I'm Forrest, and I'm joined as always by John. And John, are you ready to get sweaty with this trip thirst trap of an episode? Yes. Yes, so much so that I got a special beverage just for it. <laughs> well, uh, I, well, you know what? Let's just get into everyone's favorite uh, segment that they come to this podcast for. Uh, that's right. It is... What are you enjoying this evening, Captain? <laughs> I'm just going to listen to music. Uh, okay. in, effort, in effort to support the, uh, the Trip Trap episode that we just watched... I needed to refill my electrolytes, so I went and got myself a Pocari Sweat hydration drink. <laughs> Pocari Sweat. Uh, hydrate your drink, I guess. <laughs> Is there any more information about this flavor or anything? No, literally, I could tell you it kind of tastes like... So it's non-alcoholic, uh, first uh -huh. of all. It's yeah, like yeah. A Japan's ga version of Gatorade. The best I could say it tastes like an emergency, like, you know, like a, a non 
denomination emergency, maybe a hint of grapefruit. That's what one person <laughs> said. I've never had a grapefruit, so I'll just have to take their word for it. So yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love the indecisive review from some community member. And someone's just like, yeah, it's like grapefruit. I'm like, I guess if you say so. It, I mean, just tastes minerally, but it's going to definitely uh, cure what ails me. And what ails me is tripping the tight fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Wow, brilliant. How about uh, you? What's on? Well, what's great. in your? What's in? What's in your glass, if anything? Ah, uh, yes. Well, uh, well, well. I've, I have a bit of a sad update. Today's. Uh, what are you enjoying this evening? First off, okay. it's the afternoon. <laughs> right. So, that's probably so another. That's reason. already exactly, and that is it's already misleading. But uh, the grocery store. I went to the grocery store, and they were out of my precious. Modelo Oro, the uh, the gold standard light beer is no longer in my fridge, um, and so I have a uh, a pale imitator here today, um, whose flavor profile I am sad to report is very much like Trip Sweat. <laughs> I have to That's right. Okay. It is a Corona Premier. Oh boy. That's right, 90 calories, 2.6 carbs. Yes, and no flavor of which to speak. If you want to see how hard uh, the the, uh, the uh, Modelo Oro is nailing it, go from that to a Corona premiere, and I promise you will get the bends. <laughs> All right. And I'm, I'm still uh. going to do... I'm going to still... Treat it with the same respect that I do a uh, Modelo Oro. I'm pouring it into a tall glass that has uh, yeah, been a uh, lime waste. has been squeezed in there. You have to wash that glass. And uh, that's true. You just kept it. I know just it's kept, actually just kept it in the can. Where <laughs> <laughs> really should have. And I, ra- I wasted precious salt on the rim here, but uh, here we well, go. We're pouring your salt into drink, the. Uh, yes, yeah, it'll be a very salty, weird drink. I'm pouring it in here uh, into the glass. It's got a very carbonated head that dissipates quickly, leaving no lacing behind. Very sad. Uh, the color, I would say, is if someone steeped straw in water. I think that this would look no. this at this. It's even for a light beer, it it is exceptionally um, pissy, much like yep, uh, yeah. Captain Archer's attitude and his approach to diplomacy. This is a very uh, a very pissy colored beer. So yeah, you're in down the old as hatch. we like to call it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ugh. Oh. Yep, well, I knew oh. it. And it yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. We knew that was coming though. It's just bitter water, and it's so yeah. salty. What have I done? <laughs> Oh, this is way too triumphant music for what uh, for what I'm going through right now, which is just like uh, such regret and disappointment. Um, so there you go. I guess. Oof. 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 What a what an experience uh, that has been. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. That sounds mm. terribly. What a, so this is an interesting, John. This is a. Mm. 
Yeah, it's like it tastes like um, it has a sweetness to it that many light beers have. It's that corn fla- adjunct flavor, I assume. And yep. um, yeah, it's just like it has a it has just like a flat bitterness to it, and the rest is just like water. Um, yeah, really, just want to again give it up to Modelo Oro, Modelo Oro, the gold standard in light Mexican lager. Uh, what's, what's Corona, like? Corona Premier. Yeah. Did I say premium before? Okay. Well, whatever. It's, it's definitely premier. not premium. It's premier. More like the aluminum of beer. Yes, the aluminum standard. There you go. <laughs> Because it's contained in an aluminum vessel, and that's the only relation to any sort of precious metal it will ever have. Yeah, do you think if it was in, like, a bottle, it would have been better? Or would the sunlight have have seeped through and made it even more more urine-like? I think if enough sunlight goes through a Corona bottle, it just turns it back to water. Mm Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is just the transitive properties. It stains the bottle yellow, but it in itself is just water. Again, look, Ooh. I'll drink a, I'll drink a Corona, but if I have other options that I like more, even even remotely more, then I will I will drink those, or just sometimes yeah. decide not to drink anything at all. You know, just like yeah, ah, maybe. No, I'm good. Yeah, maybe today would have been, maybe I should have got myself a Cardi B sweat or whatever it is you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the Cardi B sweat, hydration drink. <laughs> its calories are one, two, three. <laughs> Wait, there's, there's 123 calories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of fucking sugar in it. Like, it's got 29, it's, it's, I should have just drank a 7-Up. Now that I'm looking at it, because that's how much it has 29 grams of sugar in it. And that includes all the sugar they added to it. And then it's got 245 milligrams of uh, sodium. So. Am wow. I dying? <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's you got yourself quite a interesting drink there. That is quite a lot of salt. That's quite a lot of sugar. Um interesting do do you feel refreshed or is are you getting that like that sugary film on the inside of your mouth when you when you drink a a sugary soda or drink no it's less that more um a little cling film not like the the sticky film but more like a yeah like like you can scrape it off you and just get that back there and you'll be okay and uh i did see one of the uh ingredients is a grapefruit juice concentrate so i guess it's grapefruit juice for sure <laughs> because interesting it's the, so it, it does have a grapefruit in there yeah well the, the you know the problem is there's no uh oh there's a comma yeah yeah grapefruit juice concentrate for a second i was like flavor sodium citrate grapefruit juice concentrate what the fuck's that but there's an actual comma in there look it is fast and reliable Restores you faster and keeps you hydrated longer than water. It is carefully formulated. Balance hydration with five essential electrolytes to replenish what you sweat. By the way, it is relatively cold in the bay, and I have not sweated once today. But, uh, well, that's not true. I did in watching this episode with the trip trap. So, uh, right, yeah, yeah, a very sweaty episode, both in the watching and uh, in the filming. 
so it's it's so I'm looking up a picture of it right now. So it's it's clear it's sort of masquerading as sort of a a, a lightly cloudy water. Is that true? That is correct. That is correct. Like if you were to expose like really cold water to hot water, like it's it 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 kind of always looks permanently condensationed on the inside. There you go. Best way I can describe. Interesting. It was it. So this drink was uh, launched in 1980. Hey, hey, just like us, uh, <laughs> in Japan by. <laughs> An uh, Atsuka pharmaceutical employee who came up with the idea after observing a doctor drink IV solution to rehydrate. So there you go. The only energy drink based on watching a doctor just down a bag of IV fluid. <laughs> Which is, normally it's through a tube. So I've, I've never just looked at a bag of IV fluid and been like, mm, can't we drink that? Oddly enough. Yeah. But, but hey, there you go. In it, you know what? In, in this is this is a great replacement for IV fluid. I guess you can just hook this up, save you five hundred dollars a bag. Not really responsible with anything. <laughs> exactly. Pop Saga does not endorse John's ideas about IV bags. John just the fact they probably cost too much. Professional. Not whatsoever. <laughs> He's only watched House once. What? <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is. You know, it's like doctorate. his doctorate is from the. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm waiting to see where my doctorate's from. <laughs> Finally, honorary or other. Oh, I was going to say. Let's go. <laughs> that's right. The University of Ribs. That's what I was. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a ribs doctor. Yeah, I am a ribs doctor. I will doctor your ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but only I'm for like eating. Almost that way. Not for fixing. Yeah. If, if you got, oh, yeah, no, you got a broken come rib, to me don't come to me. Yeah, keep that over there. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. I'm, gonna, I'm liable to it. pull them out, put a rub all <laughs> over it, and then slather it in sweet, sweet baby rays. Yeah. Sweet, sweet baby rays. The barbecue sauce of Pop Saga. John's not really endorsing ba- sweet, sweet baby rays. It's a thing that works in a pinch, I guess. <laughs> I... I mean, I do like the fact that I have to keep cautioning everything that I say. It proves I'm dangerous, like everyone thinks I am. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. who dangerous. thinks that you're yeah. dangerous? Yeah, I'm sure someone down the block from me does. They look at me and just go, like, Ugh, "Yeah, that guy's that guy's a danger." And I look at him like, "Yeah, him? yeah, I am." Drinking his Bacari what sweat. What is he doing up there? That's right. He's got Bacari sweat cases of the stuff just coming to his house. He's he's got it. He's drinking a case a day. What is what is he doing in there? Oh, sweating, I guess. It's kind of keep yeah. He's sweating that Bacari. Well, ha- I mean, uh, watch your back, oh, Bacari sweat. Oh, it's coming up. Hold on. Oh. Time out. Hold Revenge. On. Revenge oh. of the. See, you should have got Calpis. I should have got Calpis. You're right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, just watch out, because we're gonna come with uh, podcasty sweat, the uh, <laughs> the new energy drink that's gonna take the world by storm. Uh, it's just gonna be, you know, the secret is actual IV IV fluid. Oh my god, that'd be expensive. I like it. That's right. No, we're, just, we're gonna do the Fight Club style. We're gonna climb over a fence and dig through his medical waste. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm, I'm bailing out. I'm bailing. This is already gross. I'm grossed out by my own, uh, by my own sort of a fantastical imagining of of the way that we're going to get podcasty sweat out into the out into the marketplace. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're finally bailing out on that. Just like I yeah. did while watching but- this episode. Ha ha ha. I'm kidding. That's not true. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, was it though? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like this show because, you know, like I will get into it when we get into it. But I kind of like the fact that like so far, all the the wheel of, uh, you know, of, of season two doom that I've been spinning. And um, it's great because like the episodes are only really about like 10 minutes long. And then there's like about 30 minutes just of things that you do or do not need to pay attention to. Yeah, it's great. I like yeah. that. It's, it's a very, it's a very uh, time conscious show. <laughs> it really respects your time by, by ensuring that you really only need to pay attention to like three beats and then the rest of it is just filler that is really inconsequential uh, to the overall episode. Um, well, this was, uh, this was Voyager star Roxanne Dawson's third episode. Roxanne okay. Dawson went from playing Balana in the uh, in Voyager uh, to being a fairly prolific director of television, um, including a, a lot of uh, a lot of Star Trek, um, and uh, she, you know, she really likes Trip. Apparently, I read. Um, Really liked uh, the character that Connor Trenier has created because Trip. She found Trip to be interesting because he's so accessible and his reaction seems so real. <laughs> Which I, is, you know, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. This is probably the, Why do you like think I that mean, is, actually. Yeah, because he just kind of has that, uh, like, down home sort of uh, twang to it. Like he's got like that draw, and he just seems like, yeah. even though he's in in space, I, I, he doesn't try to make you feel stupid or something like that. He just has the, like a real like folksy, homesy type of attitude about him that isn't that. Um, sometimes it kind of come off as like star star starfleet elitism. He doesn't really have that. Um, yeah, I can well, see why I think it a lot, especially in. Yeah, I could see that. I think in TNG they really leaned into the whole like aloofness of of the Federation, and there is like a an element of emotional detachment there that is really not present on this show. I mean, no, like who the captain of this ship, both uh, from it setting the emotional stand stand or the uh, the emotional tone standpoint, and also in reality the actual captain of the ship. Scott Bakula is really setting that tone uh, because Scott Bakula and indeed Captain Archer are two care or two people whose emotions are worn very clearly on the sleeve, um, and uh, that uh, that carries through to this episode quite love in a lovely way because uh, Archer is has not learned a thing uh still and i i I hope i don't really remember because it's been a long time since i saw enterprise i hope that this is a this is a character trait throughout i hope he does not grow at all uh so far so good i mean at this point yeah he's not growing anywhere i mean though art 
don't know, arguably I'd say this wasn't a bad, uh, this wasn't as bad an offense uh, an archer could have made as we've even seen with the few episodes we've watched. Like That's he's, true. He's, he's a little jump in the gun, but in the end he did let diplomacy like win out, even though trip kind of had the reminder of like, look, I'm not leaving this dude. So uh, you have to figure out another way to get us, which, you know, is probably <laughs> of a more captain quality than say an archer, but yeah, this this one was like not peak Archer being Archer, but I, I don't think he grows because we're two seasons in and I haven't I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, I guess we'll find out when we uh, graduate to season three if uh, if Archer yeah. has a, a bit of an arc. But um, uh, when this was uh, put out, uh, when this this episode came out. Um, the uh, producer Rick Berman described the episode as being a lot like Enemy Mine. Hmm, I wonder yeah, why. No, yeah, wonder why. <laughs> and uh, and claimed that the episode would have a lot of action and suspense. John, did you feel like that was true? Uh, it, well, there was actions that were actions taken. Actions were taken. That's you and, can't you can't accuse it of not doing that. Yeah, the the the, the, the it, it got us from A to the end of the episode. So and actions had to happen for that there. So that that true. is true. And then um suspense. Well, if I had not seen Enemy Minds, I might have been more in suspense than I was, but since I felt this was just Enemy Minds, just uh, cut in half and no Dennis Quaid or Jack <laughs> uh, it's a little least a little less suspense than I probably would have liked, but you know we've seen this type of story since Enemy Minds and forward from them before. And Star Trek, I think, has had like three different. I think three different shows have probably done a form of this episode. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a trope, but un- I, unfortunately for this episode. Um, it has a lot to live up to because it is, as you as you are pointing out, it is very much like Enemy Mine. It is uh, even down to the makeup of the aliens is seems directly inspired uh, by Enemy Mine, um, but it also has the uh, distinction of being very much like one of the like I would say maybe one of the most famous and beloved Next Generation episodes of all time by the name of Darmok. Um, in which Captain Picard is stranded on a planet, uh, with an enemy, uh, alien, or a, a not necessarily an enemy, but a, an alien captain that he cannot understand. The Universal Translator cannot, uh, cannot, uh, you know, translate this alien's um speech because it is so different than what it's programmed to translate. And uh, they work together. They end up working together because Picard discovers that he, the language of this. Uh, alien is based on uh, metaphor, and so uh, it's like a super interesting take on this entire uh, concept because um, it's just really fun to see Picard puzzle that out and eventually be able to understand um, uh, his fellow captain, and then they, and they work together to to take down uh, you know an alien threat that they, that threatens them both. And uh, it's like a really fantastic episode, and just like you don't want to be compared to it, truly, because there's no way you're living up to it. Because one, 
it's like an original concept that is is an interesting has an interesting point of view whereas this is just like this is just like the basic elevator pitch for that episode executed right. without any like extra mustard or frosting on top it's just like two people can't understand each other work together survive maybe yeah race against time but something that uh, does not involve very much special effects so let's just make it get hot yeah it gets brighter it we gets got lights brighter. right okay yeah. all right well that's it then the light we fear the light it's like uh that movie with vin diesel in it uh fast and furious yeah <laughs> yeah where he can, where all those monsters come out of the nighttime and he's got the shine on his eyes where he can he does, see in but- the darkness it's true, but he also has his family with him, I think, is there, if I remember yes, those movies it's all correctly. about family. Yeah, yeah, and he's just doing his thing. It's all, you've been really practicing your Yeah, it's, you know, about 15 minutes a day, every day. I do not miss a beat. I got to practice. I got to get that in. I get that in. Got to get that in. Oh, well, congratulations. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Yep, waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. All right. Oh, oh, oh no! no you're I'm you're sorry. Fine, you're fine. No, you, you, we we promise you'll be credited. Uh. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting you through that. Sorry, sorry. for putting you through that. I didn't. I mean, sorry for the interruption of the show. Yeah, my bad. That's my bad. I feel like somehow I caused that. And um... yeah, well, you know, you know, uh, frequent guest on the show, Ben Diesel is. Uh, he's very protective of his pitch perfect Vin Diesel impression, and you know, so when he hears us try to to try to kind of get some of that secret sauce, well, and he's not involved, he gets very upset. Understandably, yeah, understandably, for sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you think Vin Diesel would be litigious if we made a t-shirt called Vin Diesel and just did, like, meat wad, but just, like, a perfect, like, shiny sphere of flesh? <laughs> with, like, with the tank top on, kind of hanging? Uh, I think, yeah. Anyway, I mean, you already, you already, you got a sale from me. You make that, I'll put that up. I want that shirt. Okay, Vin Diesel, coming to the Pop Saga merch store uh, in, in uh, you know twenty thirty five. Um, yep, yeah, it just need a little time to cook. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so the episode opens with uh, Trip. Uh, we'll be seeing a lot of Trip, uh, but uh, Engineer Commander Trip is uh, on a solo shuttle mission. Uh, I guess he's testing out some new improvements that will make uh, Trevor's job totally go away. Oh, he tried Travis, to. Sorry. He's, yeah, he's trying to get a. He's trying to get that uh, auto autopilot working. Yep. Yeah, and so it's like I was thinking, wow, they give Travis so little to do on the show, and then they're just like, is this like a joke directed at the actor? Okay, <laughs> like, we don't even need a pilot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's right. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Here, hear yeah. me out. This, and you tell me if you think this is wrong. Mm-hmm. They can travel faster than the speed of light. 
they have they have warp technology, right? Yep. Like that's kind of what that is. Yeah, bend space around them. Yeah, and they move really fast. You tell me at no point could they come up with like autopilot first? I feel like that's I feel like that's way under breaking like the current laws of uh, physics and aerodynamics and everything, thermodynamics and all the dynamics that we know of. I feel like getting a thing to go from point A to point B without having in one at the wheel is a pretty low on that list. Yeah, they certainly seem to use the computer to pilot a lot in the in future iterations of the show. Uh, but there all always does need to have a pilot present. Maybe it is like uh, autopilots or uh, autonomous self-driving on cars today, uh, where there always needs to be someone with their hands on the wheel paying attention, but the car uh, can do a lot of the rest, uh, at least when it comes to highway driving. Um, maybe that's the... Uh, Maybe that's what the, the, the deal is. So maybe when we see pilots in Star Trek, a lot of them are just like sitting there with their hands on the control on the controls just so that the, the machine doesn't beep at them and make sure they're paying attention. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. But all I know is Trip is it definitely there to make sure other people lose their job. Yep, <laughs> he definitely is. He's, he's riding for uh, automation replacing uh, the, the jobs of uh, hardworking uh, pilots out there. Uh, or at least he is for like two seconds until he is attacked by uh, a mysterious enemy shuttle that looks... Boy, John, did this look like a kit-bashed version of the shuttle that he's in. Uh, yeah, it looked, all, it looked no different. For a second, I was like, why are they shooting at each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's slightly tinged a darker gunmetal gray. Yeah. And it's got two it tubes like on a, the side. Exactly. It's got those, those tubes are very important, very original part of its design. It's got like a slightly different cockpit window and it has still has th- four like thruster, uh, you know, exhaust uh, uh, things, but it's not, they're like circles instead of rectangles. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty uninspired, even though arguably like the bigger ship that we see just a couple minutes later looks pretty decent. Like, yeah, know. that was that was very that was all the more confusing, right? Cuz it did look pretty unique and interesting and then they just like they're like, "Oh shoot. You know, sorry everyone. We forgot to design the shuttle. Let's just like put some greeblies on this uh this other, you know, uh, model we have um available and the, and just call it a day, I guess." Uh, but it's okay. We don't really spend all that much time with these because, like, they get hit and they're going down. And, uh, and, and, you know, Trip is calling out, uh, some, uh, distress calls, but it's pretty clear that the Enterprise has not, uh, has not heard them. Fallen on deaf ears. Yep. I guess because and deaf ears uh... are a wish that I could have. Because the title song is next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost got me. I almost got like a good solid second of it on before I was able to hit that uh, skip <laughs> intro. Ooh. Oh, man. I have like a quick drama McGraw. You better believe it when the, the, the skip intro thing pops up. I've never been. My reaction time has never been faster. I mean, it was my fault. I was eating noodles and thought I'd get a little longer uh, preamble before. It's a lot. And it, it just got there. And I got it. I got it. 
fine. But it was it was a touch and go because uh, fortunately I kept the remote near me. That's what I'm trying to say. Look, if you're yeah. going to watch this show, folks, keep the remote near you. Yeah, within arm's length. And l- unless you like uh, the intro, in, in which case I'm, ugh, wow. Can yeah. we, Are you okay? Do you yeah. need help? Can we talk? Blink once if you're okay. <laughs> um, it's the person who who composed this song. Are they are they there with you? Are you in danger? Um, uh, but uh, we're back from credits in the presence of a very blue planet. Appreciated the hue of this planet. Felt alien. Felt cool. Sure. Um, Did but basically the- we. Environment what? they it didn't match the environment they were in, but you felt like it really like stood out. Oh, you a mean bit. well, they're on a moon somewhere. That's a that's a gas giant that's in front of them. That's not where he no. is. All right, all right, all right, all right. I don't remember already. I've been that would be a pretty big oversight. <laughs> well, went down like to the planet. To happen, it's all though. like, yeah, that's cool. right. That's right. He's on the moon. I just like. It all blurs together because then I just hop back down to where Trip is, and that's all I care about. I don't care about anything on the outside of this. I just need to know Trip's coming home. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Uh, but we find out the the relevant piece of information on the scene here is that uh, there are they can't find exactly where Trip's shuttle went down. There was they detected weapons fire. There's not a field of debris. So they know it hasn't exploded, but. It's likely that he put down on one of the moons out here, but the problem is T'Pol informs Archer that there are 62 moons. So uh, the search will be slow going. Yeah, also isn't there like a isotope in the atmosphere or something that makes like uh, for uh, signals, blocking signals as well? Yeah, there's a lot of interference, and so they're having trouble kind of quickly uh, detecting things from the planet. Um, but uh, speaking of the planet, we're back down there, and uh, it's nighttime, and we see uh, the the door of the shuttle pod open. Lots of fun effects, uh, sound effects to really make it seem futuristic, but... Um, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this shuttle pod design, uh, but it looks pretty good in the set, you know? It looks pretty good as, like, a full prop. Yeah, I'd say so. And it's I got some it, nice, like, physical controls and stuff that they give it kind of a nice tactile feeling. Yeah, it's it it's a... Arguably probably what I'd imagine the whole Enterprise would actually look like in terms of how, like, mm. confined the space is as well. That's that's always been the disconnect to me, is the fact that this Enterprise still looks, like, the inside still looks nicer than the original series Enterprise. Yeah, sure. Um, but the, you know, the shuttle, like, the, the outside is whatever. Like, it's 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 not terrible, but it's definitely not, like, in the, the hallmark of great uh, shuttle designs, but the inside of this really filled like, yeah, okay, this works, this works for me. And then, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah no complaints there. Yeah, and uh, we find out it's cold, and uh, the main power on the shuttle's off, but Trip believes he can get the transceiver working uh, with a little effort. Um, and uh, we, we get a sort of something that will be a through line through this entire episode 
um, which is the the engineer's log, um, which it uses as sort of a framing device to, uh, to 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 move the plot along. Which is good, especially since yeah. we know how this series ends. You're gonna have to record all of these anyway, right? Because it's how Riker is learning what to do, I guess. And um, that makes sense, <laughs> right? You know? Not to yeah. skip ahead or anything, but yes. Yeah, we have to have all this exposition because little do we know, there's there's a little Riker sitting next to us just off the camera being like, oh, is that what happened? Cool. cool. Oh, I remember when Picard did this. He had to talk to someone <laughs> through a rhyme or... Hmm, this seems a lot like something. what happened to our captain, but way less interesting. <laughs> they did, and they didn't even go, but like fifteen feet apart from each other the whole time. Look, his shuttle's there. <laughs> Other dude's shuttle's right around the corner. Yeah, uh, certainly. You know, they only had a small set. <laughs> certainly. Uh, yeah. No, but I, 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 I do, I, I, I kid, of course, but I do appreciate it as a the device since we just don't want to see him talking to himself he might as well be just talking to his uh is that a, a palm pilot a a, a handspring yeah he's got an off-brand pda uh that he's talking into uh microphones up at the top seems a weird like a weird layout but whatever um it, he's like side talking like an nvidia <laughs> Engage, um, <laughs> not Nvidia. Sorry, Nokia engaged. Sorry, Nvidia. How dare I? Um, but uh, you know, he hears a little something. Trip uh, hears a little rustling around in the leaves and goes to investigate, and he gets smirked. It's the it's the enemy mine alien from before. Uh, but uh, he's ready with the pistol and uh, shoots a green laser at him. But just knocks Trip out though. Yeah, maybe that's what the, you know, this really apparently very warlike species that's out there would do is definitely shoot to stun um, versus yeah. shoot to kill, even though he shot to hopefully kill the shuttle in the first place. Whatever, it's fine. That's yeah, it, works. it seems weird that you're also, that you're like going to be careful now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he gets, uh, Trip gets murked and, uh, RIP. Well, it's, it lasted only two episodes. They really Tasha yard him. They did, but you know what? It, it, it was worth it. Um, it, it was a short episode, but I really did enjoy it. Um, <laughs> very brave, very, very brave, brave to make a five minute episode. Yeah. And uh, that was it. So uh, you want to go on with uh, thanking everybody for us? We're good. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's time to end, wrap up the just kidding, everyone. You're, I know what you're saying to yourself. There's more boring episode. And, and you're right. There is more boring episode. <laughs> uh, not, no matter how much wishful thinking we might have, uh, it, 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 go, it still goes on. Um, but we're back up on the ship now. And... Um, and uh, Archer encounters the uh, the larger ship of this alien species, and um, uh, I think he's kind of met his kindred spirit in on the like uh, in another captain because they're both very curt and pissy to each other. Yeah, but both are quite assholey. For yes, sure. Archer's um, brand of diplomacy is is say everything through gritted t- teeth. 
Yeah, gritted teeth and almost bold accusations. Yeah. Uh, this guy's the the captain he's talking to. Um, the uh, who is an Arconian. Um, is his makeup is even more like enemy mine. Yeah, I didn't think he could do that until just straight up just stealing the enemy mind's makeup at a certain point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is very oddly even more so. It's almost like the, the guy on the planet, they were like, eh, let's let's smooth him out a little bit, but the captain's going to be super wrinkly and point, pointy and pokey. I mean, really the only difference I would say is lack of nose, right? Yep. Like that's the only difference between the enemy minds one and this one, as far as I could tell. And that and, and no Dennis Quaid, but you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's Thanks Dennis Quaid isn't in things. the makeup of the alien design, but you know, he is still not present in the episode. Uh, I was really struck by like the enemy mine um, designs have this little like ridge that runs above the eyebrows that does like a little. I don't know exactly how to, to describe it, but there's like a little flourish uh, as it kind of wraps around the back of the head. And that seemed exactly taken, just com- like directly lifted um, from that uh, from that design. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know what it was? You know, what it was like a uh, it was a combination of enemy mine and the alien from the last starfighter. Yeah. It's like they yeah. took those two designs, put them in a blender, and he came up with this one. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't think about that. I was so upset over the blatant theft of Enemy Mine that, um, like, <laughs> yeah, it really is a mashup of those two. Uh, oh. I wish this yeah. was just the last and- Starfighter now. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it does look like because <laughs> it has like there. the little, the uh, it has the sort of texture and scales of Enemy Mine with like the the eyebrow ridges and spines I was talking about with like the um with like some of the smaller details of uh, the alien from um uh, the good alien from uh, the Last Starfighter. Yeah, let's uh, let's make sure we uh, clarify that. Yeah, the good aliens. Yeah, they're yeah. bad. They're bad aliens in it. But yeah, holy, now I'm just kind of flipping back between these two images, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ian's got like an yeah. even little upward ridge type of thing going on that the yeah, uh, this one did too. Wow. The yeah, I mean, really, they just they should have just dropped the ears, and then it would have all been just <laughs> stolen. <laughs> Not stolen, but definitely really inspired by. That's why originally also, when I I watched this, I was thinking, it was like, was this directed by like Wolfgang Peterson? Let me check. Uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> who, no. who decided to do that makeup? But maybe maybe there's some maybe there's some connective tissue with the person who did the prop design on uh, on um, uh, the Last Starfighter and Enemy Mine. Maybe there's maybe it's all the same came from the same. Uh, um, uh, mentor or something to that effect either way there was it's this was very in an episode where i think you can accuse it very you can accuse it quite clearly of being derivative in a lot of ways even of star trek's past i think that this was just another element that that really was felt derivative to me so it was it took me out of the 
the the moment, and which is okay because I find uh, Archer's brand of diplomacy to be extremely grating. So anytime I can be taken out of that moment, I'm fine with it. Sure, I respect uh, that. Back on the planet, Trip rolls either a natural one or a natural twenty. Uh, because he like fails his stealth check, or he succeeds spectacularly because his fumbling reveals a laser trip wire. Um, and despite all the noise that he's making, he's able to to sort of reconnoiter the aliens' uh, camp without being discovered. Wait, is this the part where he put up the, like the Mary had a little lamb? voice box thing as well that's later that's like this is just a weird like single scene where he just he he trips he discovers there's a tripwire and then just kind of scampers away without being seen you know he sees that the alien has has his has stolen his transceiver and uh and is is trying to work on it um but this is basically like a little recon that's right that's right before he goes in and figures out to turn his palm pilot into a, a voice box or some shit exactly like and and back at the shuttle uh, he's he goes back to the shuttle to do another voice log um and we were it's revealed sort of explained to the audience who must be wondering right now why the universal translator isn't working that trip had no universal translator i suppose i would think that anyone who's going on an away mission would have a universal translator but apparently it's not standard equipment I I was thinking that I was thinking wouldn't you have like I don't know beyond rations cold weather gear hot weather gear like you you would pack some form of survivalness maybe not a universal translator since they're not like readily available maybe I could sort of see that but pretty much everything else they didn't even have that like you didn't even have one of those little silver uh shiny blankets that they give everybody you know little thermal blankets he didn't even have one of those to put on himself when it was getting cold so it's just like which is so weird yeah Um, no standard survival gear i don't i really feel like in this day and age in the time period in which this is set there if you're away from the ship at all you are a representative of the of the budding federation and in that case it really feels like you need or at least starfleet uh so in that case you really need it feels like you need to have that universal translator. it feels like every shuttle should just have one in a drawer somewhere oh for sure any time that you go out and about and you could start uh intergalactic uh war <laughs> just because yeah. you uh you archered it up you know what i mean like you gotta be careful yep. of that stuff so i could definitely see where a translator would help yeah, you think so you think so or like even i don't know some of the parts for the things that would be the most fragile that you would need to fix that would be enough it's just i mean look i know that i folks look i get it episode's not nearly interesting if everything's taken care of but like come on now like it's starfleet you just imagine they just keep some of the stuff even luke's x-wing had the parts he needed to fix luke's (laughs) x-wing right yeah and those fun little pretzel sticks yeah, that Yoda's bonching on. Oh mm-hmm. man, insulting his food. Yeah, like, I, man, food. When I was a kid, I wanted those pretzel sticks. <laughs> I still do. I was yeah. like, if, good, if they're good enough for uh, Luke Skywalker, they're sure as hell good enough for me. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have uh, we get uh, we get emergency rations in this episode, but they look they look very much like off-brand Butterfingers and not like yeah, uh, just look like, like seized candy. 
It's just like <laughs> weird nondescript chocolate bar. You know, like, oh, come on, man. Couldn't even get like some uh, grape nuts or something, like a little more fiber. What you doing? And Zokan has the right reaction to, to the uh to this little this uh the, these off brand like tiger's milk bars or whatever. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> well, um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh so this is the scene you were referencing before. Uh, Trip d- devises a uh, a very uh, ingenious plan using the public domain. Uh, Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> is what he records on his little his little Palm Pilot, and he's able to lure the alien away from the transponder. And then Trip just kind of like comically shows up uh, directly after the guy walks out of frame, uh, not even waiting a second for him to get like out of earshot. Um, and just kind of like looks at the transponder for a little bit before, uh, the guy, I guess, sets off his own tripwire on his way back. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like he was more surprised that it was there. And I was like, well, I know trip didn't set that tripwire. Yeah. That was you, wasn't it? Was you. Okay. Why I... would you be, why yeah. would you be surprised by it? I don't understand this. I also yeah. don't understand why he just didn't just pick up all that shit and bolt back to his ship. Like, Yeah, and just come the way he he went. Yeah, that seemed to work very well because you were really near that person because it didn't take you no time at all to get right over to where you were at. So, like, yeah, why didn't you just take that shit and roll? Why did yeah. That, that don't make no sense to John. Yeah, um, but it gives uh, it gives Trip the opportunity to to kind of burst out of the shadows, and uh, and, and get into a, a classic Star Trek fight. A lot of rolling around in the sand, um, but uh, and even though um, Trip uh, takes the enemy mine guy's gun, he uh, he lets him get too close and and uh, does the classic leg sweep on him. Uh, on a old trip here and gets blasted. And again, RIP trip. Dead for the second time this episode. <laughs> yeah. And well, now the episode's really over. Okay, and the episode, yeah. Really brave. 10-minute episode. Uh, a very, uh, you know, the, I think they just played uh, a rerun of Hee Haw after this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when, it was, and, when it was live. And here's the thing. No one noticed the difference. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> the no accent's the just blended perfectly pitch perfect man that's it started off a little weird but then it balanced out yeah and that was the most important thing ah but unfortunately for us that's not the truth either we've bamboozled you once again no time passes and enemy mind can't figure out the transceiver so he starts just kicking trip in the ribs uh the ultimate motivator uh i have to say this guy's breath must be awful I don't know what it is. Maybe it's those teeth. It just looks like his breath is terrible. Yeah, not the best. Like especially because he's drinking like that that brown sludge too. You know that can't be good. Oh yeah, yeah. He's drinking. He's drinking out oh, of God. the can turkey drave gravy. As far as I can tell. Yeah, I, I mean, I I knew it was a sponsored thing when it said Swanson on the side of the can, but I figured, mm-hmm. you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it looked gross. Like, I mean, it was nice when he offered it to Trip, but and I was hoping yeah. it'd kill him for the third time, but uh, <laughs> that didn't happen. So, you know, you take what you can get, uh, I guess. 
Yes. And despite the 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 antagonistic nature of their relationship, they are learning to kind of understand each other in a way which is really strains credulity. Uh but back on the ship, Archer is uh you know, he can't let this entire episode go by without being a little bit like really kind of without transferring his anger to at this Arconian captain uh to T'Pol. Um, to Paul, uh, Archer's personal emotional uh, dumping ground. Um, Mm -hmm. And he wants to find out why the Arconians don't like the Vulcans. And it turns out the Vulcans uh, made first contact with the Arconians, just like they did with the humans. But their their relationship was one of cultural exchange, uh, which, again, could have fooled me. But the way that they, you know, that they interact, the Vulcans and the humans, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of understanding or cultural exchange going on. But... Apparently, with the Arconians, it was even more uh, acerbic and uh, and and acrimonious. So, uh, so uh, you know, Archer's like, "Well, maybe, uh, maybe we'll do better." <laughs> yeah, that's generally seems We're to be his do attitude better than the Vulcans. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't. I, He's got an accent. I not like the for fact- some reason. Yeah. I don't know, man. Dude is just, he, he's just, uh, he's just a, I don't want to say he's a hate tank, but he definitely f- thinks really highly of himself. And, it, and that hasn't shifted from all the episodes we've watched yet. So he's got this, this really, we'll, we'll do it different because I'm just going to force it to happen type of attitude that so far seems to yield, be yielding the uh, Archer's success. Lord knows why, but it's right. To be yeah, why would he do anything different? Yeah, like every time he's like, "Wow, I just I keep punching someone in the face, and they keep stopping, so I'm just gonna keep punching everyone in the face." <laughs> I keep being an asshole to people, and they keep giving me awards. Oh, this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of validation I live for. Although I would love to know what Archer really what does he want to be doing instead, because it really does feel like. Being captain is not what he wants to do because he is alternately kind of seemingly very bad at it and uh, just kind of fed up constantly with what he has to. Like, anytime something happens that it's not on his plan, he's just like, oh, okay, uh, just like, just do it. Oh, God, I'm so annoyed. I mean, I got a bold proclamation here. I don't think he likes being in space. Like, mm, I think yeah, he liked it initially, <laughs> but he's just like, I think he just wanted to go, he just wanted to be the first one to go further than like Uranus. You know what I mean? Like, he just wanted to go yep. a little farther and come on back and be like, I did it and now make me president and all this stuff or whatever. Uh, versus what he's doing now, because I think he realizes and this, you know, he might not have known this, but space is dangerous and um, it's not good for his health. So, uh, <laughs> I don't like it out here, and the chef on the the chef on the Enterprise sucks. Yeah, he's uh, making uh, chicken uh, piccata or whatever, chicken malaise or whatever the hell he was making. Yeah, I don't want. That. Oh yeah, yeah, he's what chicken tikka masala or whatever. I forget uh, what he was. No, it was something. It was it was the it's the one with capers. I'm just blanking on it. Okay. Uh, uh, wine sauce cream. Well. White wine, cream, capers, chicken. Yeah, it's just it's it's that thing that any good hotel will serve you. You're just like, okay. Ugh. <laughs> excuse me, any good hotel employee kitchen will serve you. 
It's just like this, <laughs> this really gross looking gummy ass chicken with a mm-hmm. cream sauce and capers. Delicious, delicious. Don't ask me why. Oh yeah, that's right because of what they're cooking. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, we don't have a lot of time to sit with that because we're now we're back on the planet and the, the thirst trap has begun. Uh, layer one of the, uh, of the, the one piece jumpsuit has been peeled off and we get a good look at that bright blue tank top and those, those, uh, impressive weapons that Trip has under those sleeves. Two uh, 40 caliber deck guns <laughs> are unfurled. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh, yeah so basically the uh Zokan wants a trip to fix his transponder and so he is making him do so at gunpoint um this is when the gravy comes into play as trip is uh, it's heating up and trip is getting thirsty and uh he just assumes that that this alien species he has no idea uh, who they are or he's never met them before just drinks the water just like him uh, and so he takes a swig out of Zokan's uh, canteen and immediately spits it out and then throws it to the ground like a real jerk. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're so gross. <laughs> Let me go throw yep. that in the fucking dirt and have it all pour out so you can't drink anymore. That's right. And the, the mushroom gravy comes a burbling out. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I won't be mean. Maybe I would have handed it back to him very politely and then like turn around and spit it out a little bit. But that would yeah. have probably been my instant response when I'm thinking I'm drinking water, but really it's just like uh, you know, like black black bear diner gravy coming out of a canteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, the I've had a, plenty of instances where I have like drank something expecting it to be something else and there's nothing quite so shocking it, it's that same feeling like when you are stepping down some steps and you think there's another step and you step really hard uh yeah. into the and darkness that, and that fumble yeah. that, ugh, exactly yeah. it, it just like your brain just is like i can't comprehend what is happening right now that's the same thing with like you're going for something you think is milk and it's actually orange juice your brain is just like i don't this don't be uh, uh, does not compute uh but i've never once thrown the orange juice to the ground <laughs> no no you just put you just you just you just put it on the table and do that you just go <laughs> yeah fuck your brown drink yeah, yeah, it, yeah definitely rude yeah At least- super rude yeah, but at least there was a shared use of canteen technology. Oh, oh. Right, yeah. He does yeah. have a very canteen-ass looking canteen. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Trip cuts himself on a jagged piece of the ship. And it looks pretty bad. And we're wondering, how is he going to, you know, how is uh, Zokan going to help him out? Don't worry about it. He's got magical loogies. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little off-putting when he went, you know, like when he was loading up to spit on oh, it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I was like, but then Magical yeah. Loogies heal all. Mm-hmm. It heals really fast. If I was Dr. Flox, I would be swabbing the inside of this guy's mouth and figuring out what the heck uh, is going on because you need some of that spit. Um, that. I'm keeping that dude in the back and I'm juicing him anytime I need to heal somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Got three fresh loogies out of this guy. All right, let's pour this on here. Yeah, that dude's never going back. 
Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> Mm-mm. No. Uh, and, um, you know, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a real, it's a real dirty, sweaty type situation. Um, but back on the, uh, I should actually say before we go back to the Enterprise, uh, <laughs> Trip tricks Zokan right after he like heals him instantly with his miracle lug. Uh, <laughs> Trip turns the tables on Zokan by tr- being like, "Hey, come over here, look at this thing," and then sprays hot oil in his face. Uh, and now the shoe is on the other foot, and uh, Trip's got the gun. And guess what? It's his turn to be an a hole. Uh, but back on the Enterprise, we get the the stakes are finally defined as to Paul. Te- uh, let's Archer look into her science viewfinder, and of course Archer's like, I don't know, there's a bunch of circles in there. Come on, Paul, tell me the real deal, Holyfield. And uh, the real deal, Holyfield, is that it's going to get up to 170 degrees once the sun comes up, making yeah, it's a uh, little hot. That's it's a little, a little hot. hot, maybe too hot for Trip, uh, and, and his uh, and his greasy hamburger meat, which we will see in very soon. Think about this: Picard was able to tell that the alien was talking to him through sonnet or whatever it was. Metaphor. Metaphor. There you go. And Archer can't even science a science thing. Yep. It's a bunch of circles uh, going around other circles, so I guess that means we got to blast him out of the sky. Load up, Brodon, Obinos. It's blasted time. <laughs> I mean, does that make you feel more or less confident in him? Man, look, I get you have a science officer for a reason. They, they tell you the more science stuff, but, like, I always feel good when I hear the captain kind of understand what the person's telling them about in these shows. Cause I'm yeah, like, sure. wow, this is a very well learned individual, like keeps himself informed, but he's just like, I don't know what this is. How dare you? And the worst <laughs> part is I knew that was going to be the response when she's like, take a look for yourself. And then I thought about it a little bit where I was like, maybe that was to Paul's like subtle jab. Yeah. Adam, yeah. Well, like, why don't you tell me what's going on there, Cap? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think he was just so hubris? Like, he had so much hubris that he was like, I'll, I'll be able to know. I could be a science officer if I wanted to. Yeah, totally. He, he does not realize uh, how much a Nepo baby he is. So, like... <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and so few do. Uh, yeah. But uh it's it's because what we actually saw was the elliptical patterns of the uh of the of um the moons uh around this planet and they have wild temperature fluctuations so um the 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 countdown has begun gotta get to trip before the before the sun comes up or he's a crispy critter he's snapping to a slim jim he's gonna dehydrate he's gonna be a real slim jim boy uh on the surface of that planet um so now we know the stakes uh the next kind of um the next section is sort of it's zokan and trip kind of getting to know each other we think that they are uh oh we think that they are um going to the trust will be regained uh between them because trip figures out hey we need to he he gets the uh, the transponder working, but it's not the, all the interference is not allowing it to reach Enterprise. So he needs Zokan's help to bring it up to the hill. 
up to the top of the hill, but um, Zokan takes the opportunity when uh, Trip unties him to just engage in a knockdown drag out fight. And these two beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, it's a pretty good fight, to be honest. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And it it fi- it ends as often as fights often do uh in the in real life, but not oftentimes in shows where they're just kind of collapse on each other in a sweaty heap because they're tired and it's warm. Yeah, it's just getting hotter and hotter. And then um you know, they maybe they realize the futility of beating the shit out of each other when they could maybe. be trying to help each other. Maybe a little bit. Even though, you know, Trip is like, We can fight again if you want. And yes. You know, yeah, but I mean look, again, Trip does make he does the olive branch, he tosses the gun away, like, look, I'm not trying to hurt you. Don't mm-hmm. try to hurt me. Let's work together and then you know, the sooner we do that, maybe the sooner we get off this planet. So, you know, I I, I'm going to welcome the bravado, especially after you did beat the shit out of this guy. Yeah. You know. And uh, up on the hill, uh, they're able to to raise Hoshi, or at least back on the Enterprise, uh, they're able to finally hear from Trip. Uh, Archer is, uh, is the, you, the relief washes over him. Obviously, him and Trip are good friends. And, uh, or maybe he's just excited because he was dreading the fact that he would have to, like, uh, learn more about Malcolm or Travis or anyone else on his crew because <laughs> his buddy's gonna be gone. It's like, oh man, oh, you, better, God. you better help that Malcolm guy's a he's terrible, <laughs> he's a stuff, he's a real stuffed shirt. All he wants is to talk about warheads and guns. I hate this guy, yeah. I like uh, pretending I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm looking j- in this viewfinder, I know what I'm seeing. I enjoy playing with diplomacy. You do what I say, damn it, or else I'm going <laughs> to shoot you. You I'm really do good it, this. or I'm going to blast you out of the sky. <laughs> okay, well, very good. You're better than the Vulcans at this. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, the the things are not looking great back on the planet for uh, for Trip and uh, Zokan. The, but at least the shirt is finally off and the thirst trap has been fully sprung. Yep. Uh, we get to we get a nice look at that of that greasy taco meat now that it's on full display. Uh, now that the uh, trip's uh, ample bosom has been unleashed from his uh, from his um, uh, blue tank top, um, and uh, did I, I I did like this part. I didn't like a lot about this episode, but um, I did like the part where Zokan says, damn it. Uh, he uses damn it in the right way. Yep. That's like fun. He's, yeah, like he's been paying attention and stuff like that. Yeah, so. there is some cultural exchange going on here. Um, but uh, finally, Hoshi's voice comes over that makeshift radio, and uh, we think all is uh, they're going to be rescued, uh, but there is one final problem. While they can beam Trip up, uh, Zokan's uh, cells have started to degrade due to the extreme temperature change, and and Flox is certain that if they transport him, he will die. Yeah, well, poor Zokan. It's nice knowing you, bro. R.I.P. Zokan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's at least that's what Archer wishes would have happened because Archer completely ab- abandons sort of like any responsibility he has as sort of the uh, moral center of the ship being the captain, and he is just like, no, you come back, Trip. We'll figure out what to do with that dumb alien later. You know, we want our trippy trip back. Malcolm I mean, just asked me to lunch. Come on, come on. I need an excuse. <laughs> he brought the next uh, issue of Phase and Ammo with him. I don't. I don't oh, want to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the new, the new single beam, uh, the, the uh, blasters or phasers, and not the, uh, uh, the, the repeating phasers. God, I hate the difference. It's so boring. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they, but good thing Trip got like ten minutes of time, or maybe an hour and a half of time looking at that aliens shuttle because he's got, he knows the exact thing that needs to change for them to be able to survive this weird atmosphere. Uh, their sh- their shuttles can't do it. Uh, Enterprise's shuttles can't do it, but this alien shuttle could do it with a little bit of retrofitting. And um, that's when the the episode really amps up the tension because the uh, the communication device fails, and now we don't know. Archer was going to ask the alien uh, captain if they could work together, but we saw that their relationship was strained. So, uh, so basically, we spent a lot of time with uh, uh, with Trip and Zokan just slowly dying, or at least that's what they want us to think. Um, and you know, Trip is going back; he's like recapping a bunch of episodes from season one. Uh, and a bunch of stuff, a bunch of more interesting <laughs> episodes that we could be watching right now, but aren't. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I mean, I, I like the tagline or him follow was like, I was pregnant once. That was yeah. kind of neat, you know? And I mean, that, that wasn't too bad, but then yeah, it just kind of fades and you don't know what happens here that I blinked or I left the room for a moment and came back. <laughs> Because let me not lie to you, people. I don't pause this show. If I gotta go up and use the bathroom, I'll just come back. I figure I'll figure it's just it. Out. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, they they just as as they are at death's door, and Zokan is uh, going off to the great lizardy beyond, uh, going off to star in the background of Enemy Mind Two. Uh, one of their shuttles uh, that looks very much like the the Enterprise's shuttle. Hard to make out uh, which one it was when it was kind of like a, a blurry in the distance comes streaking out of the sky and they are saved. Um, the tag on the episode is uh, first Archer getting exactly what he wants. The, uh, the alien suggests basically, or to Paul suggests after the, his, his Kurt discussion with the enemy captain that actually his brand of di- quote unquote diplomacy was way more successful than the silly Vulcans. Uh, so another feather in the cap of ultimate, uh, diplomacy expert, uh, Captain Archer, and then, um, Trip and, uh, and Zokan get to a little heart to heart where they, you know, he's like, Hey, you promised me that mushroom gravy. Give me that gravy. I need it. Give my fix. And he's like, Hey, you want some, uh, some Marsala chicken or whatever it is? And he's like, And then Zokan died for real this time. Yep. And then they cut to the funeral. Roll credits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my buddy Zokan. He sure was great. 
One time, he punched me in the mouth and gave me mushroom gravy. Anyway, glad he's dead. It's been a long road. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where it ends. And man, was that uh, I came away with that from that episode. You know, I was feeling pretty positive after the last episode we saw, but man, this this one confirmed all of my fears about the show and more. It's just like a it's a it's a much worse version of Darmok. Um, that's way more boring, that's way less uh, challenging and interesting, and it's just like, what a rote episode of television this was. Did not care for it at all. Uh, I think that the guy who played Zokan is, uh, it did a good job. I think his yeah, acting was cool. Yeah, it's Greg Henry, man. That's the, the Peter Quinn's dad, or grandpa, there called, you go. excuse me, and, um... No, yeah, yeah, that's his dad, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, dude, I remember him from uh, Payback. That's that's the guy. That's the one I remember mm. him from. But yeah, he's yeah, okay. been like he's been acting since like the late seventies. I think he's been around for a so lot of stuff. So famous that guy. Famous that like I mean like when you see, I guarantee, if you see the actor, you'll be like, yes, I've seen him in stuff like just you'll just know it i don't even want to say he's a character actor but you know did a lot of tv then moved in over to movies and stuff but like payback is the movie that i remember him in a lot that i really thought he was a good bad guy shit he was even in mantis so you know it's not all bad <laughs> so you know it's good uh and i i agree with roxanne uh roxanne dawson I think uh i think connor turnier did it like a really great job i think it's this is a good trip episode while also being a very bad episode of Star Trek, or just a very mid, a, an aggressively mid episode of Star Trek, and unfortunately, like being compared to two kind of very well thought after uh, pieces of science fiction, did not do this episode any favors. Yeah, it it was really nondescript, but um, I I did enjoy it in terms of a. Uh, trip episode but more importantly like you know I think it grew his character a little bit more so I I appreciate that um, but everything else was just kind of like okay I've seen this yeah. already I don't I know how it ends so I don't really need to watch it and this is when I was like damn that wheel <laughs> damn that wheel well at least you know episode 13 can't ever come up again um next time i will remember to put it in the discord so the pop saga pals can do the spin and see what fate uh we have in store for us for the next episode we have uh i believe i have to go back and count but i believe there's two more episodes uh we owe the folks of season two and then we're off to season three of enterprise still not free from enterprise yet but will be someday uh but uh that's gonna do it for us today for today's episode we sure as heck uh we you know, captain we sure as heck uh, hope you enjoyed this episode oh boy it was sure it was hard to make gibble, gibble, boo. uh that's my trip i hope you enjoyed it too um but uh we're gonna roll on into the outro uh everyone's favorite part of the show next to what are you enjoying this evening that's right uh first up we gotta thank burton m6 for all the incredible music on our show check our show notes for a link to his fiber page check him out um you heard this amazing uh star trek custom star trek song for pop saga um do you have a podcast or something you need music for 
check out Burton M6. He's great to work with, and the the, the end result is always quality. Uh, there's also uh, all of our socials in the show notes as well. Check out that link, but really pay attention to that uh, Discord if you want to chat with us, if you want to join the party. Come join the pals on Discord, um, and, and we'll talk about all sorts of stuff. We just had a delightful discussion of uh, how unhinged Jingle All the Way is, and maybe inspire John to watch it again. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to see maybe. I, I definitely did watch Die Hard, and it was most excellent. So Yeah, yeah. yeah no surprise there. Uh, Die Hard still holds up. Uh, well, uh, well, you know, you know what I like to say at the end of every episode. We hope that wherever you are, however you choose to listen to us, that you are feeling happy and healthy. And if you're not, that's okay, too. Uh, but without further ado... I'm going to pass it over to John for the final word. Remember, folks, for the record, I learned one thing about this episode. His name was Drac. No, I mean Zocon. God damn it, I didn't learn anything. Maybe I should start paying attention to these. Thank you for tuning in, cause you part of the crew. Every episode giving you something new. Jake, go, let's go. I be yelling, yes, sir. Feeling like a captain. That's Picard and Kirk. Star Trek, saga, saga. Come on. Woo! This is Star Trek, saga, saga. Let's go. <laughs>